Hey, this is Canuck from the Sens Call-Ups. You're listening to the Third Line Plug Sendscast. Alright, good to go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, my co-host, Tim Jensi. Tim, how's it going, sir? Going good, going good. Been a pretty good long weekend. It's still weird to think that we got Sens hockey in May, but not because it's playoff hockey. Still wrapping my head around this season, to be perfectly honest with you. It's true, man, but you know what? In the times of COVID, you know, nothing is the same as it used to be. So, Tim, we've got a great episode we're going to talk about today because today's episode, we are going to be doing a season four retrospective. Yeah, for a somewhat cut down season, we did a lot of stuff too, eh? I know, like it's absolutely, it's amazing the fact that we did so many episodes in such a condensed time, and obviously we'll get to talk about that in a little bit, but the weird thing about this episode, Tim, is that, you know, normally with the episodes, I'd say, you know, this is season four episode, insert number here, it'd be a cover athlete. We don't have a cover athlete for this episode, because it's our season four retrospective. Gotcha, gotcha. It's weird, but unfortunately, it is what it is, but however... We are going to have some good... We're probably going to have some really good cover athletes for Season 5, though, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, because we get to run 95, 95 through 98 and then wrap back around to numbers that people have worn. No, it'll be 96. Oh, right, because Duchesne's 95, right. Yeah, it be 96, and then we'll go back into, you know, 1, 2, 3, all those good numbers. We never actually did a 1, 2, or 3, did we? Because we- I think we started doing it at Episode 4. No, I think we started doing cover athletes. I I might be wrong on this. I think the first one we did was uh, who the fuck would it have been? Uh, Asik? Is that episode thirty nine? It wasn't that late. Wow, because I remember uh, pretty early on when we were on Adam's show there, uh, he made it Daniel off. It's an episode, and I thought that's why it stuck. Yeah, it probably is what it is, but I mean, honestly, when we first started, that first season, we really didn't know what we were doing. I think that's pretty obvious if you go back and listen to those episodes, but the one thing that we never really came up with was cover athletes. So we're writing it wrong here once we get into, back into the 100 episodes. Yeah, what's the, yeah, the first one I see with cover athlete is goalie. Yeah, because I think it was Hasek. I think Hasek... And then Patrick Aleem, which was when Trevor Shackles came on for one of yeah. our recaps. And then we, yeah, we just went from there. The first three, I think, were goalies. I think it was Hasek, Laleem, and Craig Anderson. No, I think it was, from what I could, for the ones that we actually put thumbnails on, I think the second one there is Colin White, and the third one, I think, is Sean Donovan. I don't, I don't even remember if that's that was the case or not. Because it's 36 and 37. Who would have been 36? Colin, no, it would have been Collie. Yeah, it would have been Collie. 
37. I don't know who the fuck 37. No, because I think Sh- Donovan, I think it was number 10, wasn't he, in Ottawa? I'll have to check that one. Yeah. While you're checking that out, Tim, I'm going to ask the question that our listeners love hearing and love knowing about every single week. How has your week been going? He was number 10. Who the hell was number 37? Uh, 37. 38 was, uh, Rosie Rajiska. I remember that. Because it's funny, because we ha- we get to our third cover athlete, and it's already in your least favorite jersey. The SNES, yep. Still it's is. It's a fine jersey. It's, n- it's not a fine jersey, Tim. Stop trying to, stop trying to, like, justify that it's a great jersey, because it's not a great jersey. Okay, I like the SNES jersey. Yeah, well, you know, that's just, like, your opinion, man. It's a good one. So, Tim, you know what's funny? Last week, when we had Canuck from the Sens call-ups, obviously, it was a great episode, but one thing we didn't get a chance to do was talk about our week. Now, you and I were talking a little bit before we hit record tonight. You actually got to try something out for the very first time. Do you mind sharing to the listeners what you got to do out in the yard this week? Oh, yeah, I finally ran the damn lawnmower. And how is it? Uh, it's pretty good. Heavier than I was expecting. Like, it moves fine enough, but it's just, like, it's going to get, like, if you're pushing up a hill sometimes, it, if you have the blade low, it's like, nope, I'm not going any further because, well, yeah, the blade is now digging into the dirt. Pretty much. So you have to pick the sucker up, and then you're like, even though I've got one without a motor, it's still easy, like, 60, 70 pounds. Yeah, no, it's a beast, right? Because it's basically just it's stainless steel isn't it yeah it's like a five stainless steel blades with a with a catch guard and basically what happens is it shoot the way it's designed is it shoots the grass the clippings back and then it's basically a metal parabola protects your feet and then shoots the clippings out in front of you so you're not shooting yourself full of grass clippings so you know i know i was asking you before this episode and basically i had to ask whether if you had invested in a pair of New Balance shoes, and you kind of gave me some sass earlier about this. I'm not that old. I'm not getting the dad shoes here. But Tim, how are you supposed to be a homeowner and cut your grass if you don't own a pair of New Balance shoes? Own literally any other pair of shoes? It's not the same, Tim. That's the thing. I mean, in fairness, I don't own a pair of New Balance shoes either. I just have an old pair of, like skate shoes i don't wear anymore kind of laying around but yeah pretty much but still yeah new balance shoes man that's that's where it's at when it comes to lawn care we'll agree to disagree there i think our number 37 was martin st pierre another one of those guys where we were like i don't even remember him from the nhl game i know that's just one of those cover athletes that were just like who is this person again pretty much there's, a, there's a, quite a few of those cover athletes over the years that we've been doing this show where we're just like, do you have any idea who this person is? Do you remember this guy's a Sen? I don't remember this guy from the EA Games. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's, t- it's tough, too. Like, it's funny because, like, there's definitely been a few words, like, Guillaume Laton Dress was what it's like, I remember him because of the EA Games and nothing else. But at least the next time we get to 37, uh, Josh Norris once wore number, number 37. Well, I, to talk about. Oh, I know. 
That'd be a good one, eh? Because autumn, because you know what? The night, the crazy thing about the cover athletes is once we get back into the ones where we've already done them, like they'll automatically be eliminated from contention yeah. just because they've already been their cover athlete. And this, if we've already talked about it once, we can't really talk about it again, right? So, yeah, pretty much. And uh, for a lot of these guys, we couldn't even talk about them once. Oh, speaking about other stuff, did I mention that uh, I finally put in the order for my Drake the Snake jersey? Nice. Yeah, so the team shop had their season end thirty uh, percent off everything. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I knocked a hundred bucks off the regular price of an authentic jersey. Not one of those fanatics crap ones. Nice. I know. I own one of those. It's not Reebok. Uh, who the fuck? It's Adidas now. Adidas. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I was blanking on their name. Yeah. Like I own a home one. Oh, the home black, and it looks beautiful. Like it doesn't yeah, got- looks cheap. It looks really nice. Yeah, I got the black one as well. I was thinking about the reverse retro, but I think the black one looks... Out of the three, the black one looks the best. It's true. I really, like... I do like the reverse retro one, so, like, if it's still available next year when the team sale comes on, then I might go and grab it. Very true. Actually, speaking of jerseys, Tim, and, you know, for years I was always talking about the... Remember those old school Santa Goth jerseys, the black one, Peace Tower? Oh, yeah. Patch? yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, I, you got one? I found one on eBay, and I was like, oh, man, I totally want to buy it. And then I'm like, no, my bills came come first. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I know. I'll How t- much should they ask us for the sucker? Uh, let's see here. Canadian's 145 oh, That's not bad at all. Yeah. Is it a CCM one? Yeah, it's a CCM one. It's $145 with, like, 25 bucks shipping, so... That's not bad at all, 35 bucks. No, it's not bad at all, actually. Yeah, keep an eye on that. Yeah, I know, because that's the definite jersey that I want to add to my collection. But the thing is for me is, like, I spent probably 200 bucks, shit, like 200 bucks to get the Adidas black one. So for me, it's like, how do you justify that, though? Because you can only wear one jersey at a time. It's funny because I think uh, in my jersey rotation right now, I've got five. The Senegal, I'm actually a bit too tall for it now. Because like a, it was a, it was like a good size for me when I was 13, but uh, I'm about a foot taller and my shoulders are a bit broader. But it it's one of the ones that Chelsea wears when we go to a game. Yeah, it's a great it's a great looking jersey. Like what yeah, size is that jersey? It's a large, correct? Uh, my Senegal. Yeah. It's a men's small. Oh. Fuck, I didn't realize it was that small. Holy shit. No, I yeah. thought it was like a medium or a large. No, I normally wear a men's medium. Uh, very nice. So I'll talk a little bit about my week, Tim, because, you know, it's been all right. It's been an all right week. I got to admit, though, the day after we recorded our season four finale, yeah, that was, that was a tough day to get through. Just because, you know, like... You know those days at work when you have a project you're working on, it's super high stress, this is all you're thinking of, you're riding that wave of just like, stay on top of it, stay on top of it, stay on top of it, you're trying your best to stay on top, and then you get through it, and you, <laughs> and you nosedive. That was me. And I know that our Bod Neil, shout out to him from Bodcast, he talks something very similar on his podcast about something very similar to him, and like his mental health just crashed like it completely cratered into the earth same thing i just on that monday i legit got up 
And I just laid there and I'm thinking, I don't have to write an interview. I don't have to watch any of the games. I don't have to do talk of the hour, really anything with a podcast. And I'm just like, now what? It's a little sad, isn't it? Yeah. I just, I didn't even, I hardly even got out of bed. I was just like, no, this is not, today's not happening. I just laid there and I watched a couple of movies that I hadn't seen for a while. Like, I re I watched Boys in the Hood. That's a great movie. John Singleton. The other movie I watched was Kings of Staten Island with Pete Davidson. I don't really recommend it. It was okay. It's a shame. It was an okay movie. But it was just one of these movies where I went into it. It's like, okay, this is going to be really cool. Like, you know, I love Bill Burr. I've talked about it on the podcast. It was just underwhelming. It was just like, oh. Just underwhelming, a little bit too long. There's certain scenes in that movie you're just like, did that really need to be in here? Really? I find that with a lot of comedian movies, eh? It's not a good, tra- it's not a smooth transition. And for the guys who are like kind of funny on stage or you'll watch when someone else is the next guy up, that transition is, it does not go well. Like, I remember Dane Cook's movie was awful. I still can't believe Larry the Cable Guy movie exists. That was an abomination. Yeah, there's Tyler Perry. Hey, we do not talk shit about Medea in this podcast. Uh... Is this the point where it comes out that Tim will will happily sit through a Medea movie? Yep. This is the point of the episode, Tim. There's no going back now. You might as well talk about it. Yeah, remember one Christmas, uh, Chelsea and I... Like, we were wrapping gifts, and we had a, a Medea Christmas on in the background. Yeah. I don't remember why. it was. We put, decided that was what was going on. It's funny, because, like, the, the Tyler, the parts where Medea is, like, just being a pain in the ass, you're just like, okay, that's kind of funny. But then, like, the rest of the movie is just like, oh, that's kind of sweet. It's like a nice movie about a wholesome couple getting together at Christmas. I'm like, okay, I could get behind this. Medea, shut up for a minute. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. There, there is a lot of comedians where you watch their stand-up and then you see them in movies and it's, the transition's never smooth. Very, very few comics can smoothly transition into film. Obviously, for me, Robin Williams was going to be the, the main guy yeah. who just easily transitioned into movies. But even like Bill Burr, like for me, I think the difference between Bill Burr in film and Bill Burr on stage it's just a name change in the movie. There's yeah. no different. If you've seen Bill Burr pretty much in anything that he's ever done, it's just like watching him in, a, in stand-up. Mm. He's just this this angry ginger guy from Boston. <laughs> he was like that in King of Staten Island. Like, he was just Bill Burr. He was just, like, hey. yelling with a mustache. Uh, I know. And I it was, like, not even, like, a cool kind of mustache. It was kind of like a creepy Colonel Mustard kind of Civil War looking fucking mustache. Yeah, because Eddie Murphy made that transition pretty well. He did. Yes, he did. And I, I will say, because Eddie Murphy's stand-up, I, I don't find it ne- necessarily funny, but then again... Eddie Murphy is so raunchy, holy shit. In the early, mid-80s, a lot of the stuff he said... That would never fly today, man. Like Jesus. The entire Mr. T is a Mr. T is a gay man sketch. Yeah. Nope. That's like watching In Living Color from like 30 years ago, and you're like, how did these guys get away with this on network TV? Like, um not the fuck was that one sketch they did. Like men on film. 
Oh my god. Well, even ten years ago, you had an episode of the Boondocks that was basically Tyler Perry's modus operandi was to build a gay theater cult for him to have sex with men. And that's ten years ago. So it's like, holy shit. But yeah, it's it's just so funny watching the times change. It's just like, wait, people were saying that ten years ago? Even Chappelle Show 20 years ago, when you see some of the sketches that they did, the one, and uh, rest in peace to Paul Mooney, who passed away too, but uh, they were doing this one where was, uh, Paul Mooney was a movie critic, and he had like these two, like, white women beside them talking about like gone with the wind and all these movies and he goes you must be on crack he and he starts and he goes into like gone with the wind he says the best he says he said i love hattie uh, hattie mcdaniels who played mammy in the movie you know she never even got invited to the uh, to the oscars but she's dead but she did but you know what she came back she came back to get her money she she came back as oprah winfrey to get her money <laughs> i laughed so hard when i rewatched that i was like that is funny oh my god like even still, look at the racial draft sketch they the, did that's what i was going to talk about the yes racial draft who, and bill burr's in that bill burr is one of the commentators well it's just like i don't think you could get away with just we take the chinese delegation takes the tank clan yes not even like one or two members all nine members i think of the wu-tang clan Oh, looks like Tiger has lost all of his endorsements. Oh, oh, foo. Yeah, Wheaties Gatorade. <laughs> I love that sketch. It's so fucking good. He goes, I-, I always wanted to say this. For Shizzle. <laughs> his, his Tiger Woods impression is pretty good, though. I will give him that. Or uh, when uh, the, the Jews uh, drafted Lenny Kravitz, and they're like, he said, I, apparently Lenny Kravitz is in Miami Beach. Well, oh, Miami Beach, apparently he got the news about being Jewish early. I just so oh bad. god that was funny. The one I truly appreciate as just a piece of deaf writing is uh, the Latino woman saying, "Can we take this person?" Everyone's like, "Who?" Oh, exactly? Elian, Gonz- Elian Gonzalez. Elian Gonzalez. Who? Exactly. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, we're taking him because because we don't want white people to take him again." Yeah, Google that kid, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to know why that sketch is funny. But just to cap off my week, though, Tim, I will say one thing. And, you know, we were talking about this with the COVID-19 pandemic. I am scheduled to get my vaccination next week. Nice. Yeah, so I'll be one step away from drinking overpriced beers at hockey games again. Yay me. Good stuff. Yeah, I know Chelsea. Like, I put Chelsea and I on the wait list for the second shot, so we'll see when that arrives. Solid. Because uh, it looks like Calgary Stampede is a go this year. So I could stand around in a parking lot and drink. Over- Wait, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> You're like drink overpriced Coke. Pay five dollars for a Coca Cola. Lukewarm Coca Colas too. Yo, they do have the cool cola machine in the basement. Remember the like the Coke freestyle machine? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they actually end up doing for uh, the stampede because the Alberta government. And the city of Calgary definitely want it to happen. And I think enough people have their shots that I don't think they'll have to do too too much crazy stuff. Like, probably at most will be a mask mandate, and then it'll probably be weekly enforced. It'd be good for the city of Calgary to get that going again. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to the rodeo again. Yeah, no, it was a good time when I came out a few years ago, so. 
I still, yeah, it was funny. Still have was, the orange cowboy hat. I still have it. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. It was really funny because uh, Chelsea and I were at the dinner table talking. I was like, do you want to go to the grandstand show? And she looked at me just like, Tim, I understand you like shows, but remember what the grandstand show is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're just like, so was that a yes? I was like, I think the chuck wagons are cool. Chuck wagons are cool. Remember when they... Um... The, the guy did the bull riding, and he missed his head for, like, that much. Oh, I forgot about that whole shit. You and I were like, you and I looked, he's like, holy fuck! That guy was got his head squished. I still remember when the guy had the Alexander Keith's hat. Yes! That guy was my hero. <laughs> oh, God. I totally, totally forgot about, oh, what about, like, the first night we were there, and those two, like, middle-aged women came up to the table where Chelsea went to the washroom. I remember that, and it was just, like, the thing that Chelsea remembers more is, like, in the run-up to that, how we got the goddamn table in the first place, because those British guys laughed. They're like, ah, oh, you can hold this seat, right? And we're like, sure. And then they don't come back, and the waitress is like, you, you can't hold this seat for complete strangers. And Chelsea's like, I, I just don't want them to come and fight us. I'm like, whatever, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I just, I remember I looked at Chelsea, I was like, Chelsea, I really don't think that's going to happen. I said, if anything, Tim and I can probably take them. Like, how hard can that be? Because they were not very tall. They were, what, shorter than we were. I don't remember. Is this going to be like this? the Facebook quiz? How many short British men can you fight? Are we going to need Kelly to adjudicate? Maybe. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. So, Tim... If you don't mind, we're going to take a really quick break here and we will come back and we will get into our Season 4 Retrospective. Coming right back. Hey, this is Craig Medaglia from the Wally Mathot Show. You are listening to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. Okay, guys. We are back. Now, we got to start talking about our Season 4 Retrospective. Now, there's a few things we need to talk about, first of all, before we get into some of the stuff that we need to talk about from our fourth season. So... Before our fourth season, Tim, one of the things that we always do every year is our season for charity donation. And before the season start, obviously, since Twitter had became aware of Brian Frazier, who announced on Twitter that he was withgoing further treatment for his leukemia, and unfortunately, he would lose his battle a month later. And so, in memory and tribute to Brian, we actually decided to do our season four donation to the Canadian Blood Services. So for those who may not have heard on our very first episode of the season, how we were going to be doing this. So basically how I was going to do this was I would donate $1 for every goal Thomas Shabbat and Brady Tuchuk scored. Tim would donate a dollar for every assist that the two men would do. We would both donate $2 for a win, five for a shutout, which never happened, and $10 for... Hey, we got a shutout. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Matt Murray shut out the Habs back at the end of April. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah, it was that's... DJ, for, DJ Smith's first shutout of his head coaching career. That's right, right. Okay, thank you. I totally forgot about that. So with that being said, Tim, I'm proud to announce here, right now, that we raised $158 for the Canadian Blood Services in honor of Ryan Frazier. Thanks. Now we're on, yes. 
Sorry, so now that we're on this subject here about our charity donation, obviously season five is going to be a little bit different. Because the Ottawa Senators don't have a charity anymore, and the Canadian Blood Services one was kind of a one-off for Brian this season, season five is going to be lifted. We haven't really talked too much about how we're going to be doing this for next season, but also the charities that we're going to be donating. So at the time of this episode, we Tim and I don't have a set plan on who we're going to donate money to next season. We got to talk a little bit about that and we will update our listeners on our decision. Mm. Yeah. It'll be interesting because uh, in that time, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Ottawa senators start aligning with more charities for uh, different groups that need to merge as well. Uh, I know uh, during the COVID pandemic, for example, uh, I've started just donating monthly to the mustard seed, and I usually get to the United Way through work as well. Solid. And I know even if if the Sens say don't, you know, partner up with any kind of charity, obviously you and I will probably have our own charities in mind that we want to donate mm-hmm. to, which we will yep. do for. So another thing we got to talk about is relating to our off-season episodes. And because every season, you know, one of the nice things about the summertime is that we always get together and we always do the off-season episodes, whether it be redraft, a top five, whatever kind of special episode we want to do during the summer. Now, obviously, our summer's going to be a little bit different because the NHL playoffs are going to be going on during the months of June and July. And we're going to start off with talking about the NHL playoffs on Third Line Plug. Now, our playoff coverage, like we did last year, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work to put together. But we really enjoy doing it, and we are going to be doing it again. So our first half recap slash second round predictions episode will be next week, Tim. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, we were originally intending to do an episode about the first round with our first round predictions and discussion on that. But then we looked at the schedule, it's like, at least one of these teams is going to be fucking out by then, by the time that we get to recording that episode. And there's two teams out at the time that we're recording this episode, and there could be two more out this evening. Correct. So by the time any of you guys hear this episode, there might be half, the playoffs might be half, the first round of the playoffs might be half done. Yeah, but the nice thing is, is that, honestly, the only series that might go all the distance could be Pittsburgh, the Islanders, they might go seven games. If they go seven games, I think that would be great. It pushes it more towards next week. So I would love the Habs leave series to go the distance as well. And Carey Price seems to game one, he was definitely too big. Game two was a bit of a bit of a weird one for him, but he also had uh the Leafs riding the Tavares energy because they had to win that game for him. And game three, from the sounds of things, Carey Price is keyed in again. The one that surprised me is Edmonton, holy shit. That game last night. Oh my How? god. And you know, here we laugh at the Leafs are blowing a 4-1 lead. But that was game seven. I I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, I will say one thing right now, Tim. And I think you and I can confirm right here, right now. We are both wizards. We both predicted Colorado sweep. Well, to be fair, to did be fair. Model? he gave the Blues a 12% chance of winning that series. And then, like, after day one, he's like, man, 12% was too high. Because yeah. the Blues looked bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then uh, Vegas could put away the Wild tonight. It's been good hockey, though. The one that I'm sad that won't go the distance is uh, Tampa, Florida. Because everything but Bob Rothsky in that series has been fantastic. Yeah. It'll be great next week when we actually get our first round yeah. recap so we can actually go into serious depth about that. But also because we get to hear the NHL on Fox theme once again. I love that. Gotta theme. love it. You gotta love that, right? Now, speaking about off-season episodes, Tim, and this off-season is going to be a really special one because for the second time in as many years, the NHL is introducing a new expansion team. And we will be doing an expansion draft episode once Seattle obviously comes into it. We all know the rules. We'll know who's like unprotected, protected, all that good stuff. That's going to be a decent episode, I think, coming up. And honestly, I don't really have any like mock draft predictions or any of that stuff. I'm not really that kind of guy that looks into that too deep. But it will be a fun episode. And I know, I know Kanak on last week's episode talked about... He would leave Austin Watson unprotected. And funny enough, somebody did a mock draft and Austin Austin Watson was picked. Yeah, I think for Seattle, it's going to be interesting. And Ottawa is in the place where the Leafs were in the Vegas draft, which is great for us. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a really good one. Now, speaking of draft episodes, obviously, we are still going to be doing the Ottawa Senators 2021 entry draft episode like we've been doing every year. We'll still be doing that. A free agency episode, it should be good to go currently. Nothing set in stone. So we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to see obviously what's gonna be going on. We don't know yet if that's but that should be good to go though, Tim. I think Are we gonna do another uh, podcast game for free agency? I think so. I think Chelsea's gonna have to get involved and be the moderator. Yeah, because we screwed it up last time. I know. I think the Jay Gardner one, like, we didn't even really follow up on that one. We are just like, yeah, it's a signing that happened. Signing that happened. That was so weird. I know. Now, here's the thing. With the offseason and the summer being the way it is, with the playoffs, expansion draft, our draft, free agency, there is still some uncertainty regarding some of our other offseason episodes, like redraft, our top fives, some other special episodes. Very uncertain right now whether we're going to bring those back this summer. We haven't. Is there even going to be a Hall of Fame class this year? Uh, hard to say. Honestly, that's really hard to say. I know last year there wasn't, but again, like we just, there's so much uncertainty. We don't know how the schedule is going to be looking up for the summer. If we end up doing these kind of episodes, great. If not, you know, it is what it is, right? Like we can't, we can't really predict it. We can only do what we can yeah no well the nice thing is is that restrictions permitting i hope to be back in bc sometime so uh we'll probably bang out a couple episodes there as well for sure man now the one big episode that we ended up doing last off season was our 2020 21 season preview show we did all seven canadian teams seven different hosts it was a lot of fun and i've talked about it countless times how much work that was to put together how much time because you got to realize you got to think about this right what all honestly like what the listeners the listeners listen to it and be like okay we listen we talk to this person this person and this person that's just 
the finished product. What goes into it is you and I have to come up with times that work for us. We have to find the people to represent the teams. We have to message them. We have to make sure it works for them. We have to write the segment. We have to record the segment, edit the segment, and upload the segment. There's a lot of moving parts that go into this, right? But I think the nice thing for you and I is that the easy part for for us really was me messaging you, being like, okay, here's some of the dates that kind of work for... I'm thinking for myself, if this works for you, great. We go from there. We message them, be like, listen, these are the dates that we're kind of set on, we're recording... Let us know which one works for you guys. Just spitballing here. I wonder if we could do like a kind of like a, a missing rivals episode instead of doing like the full season preview where we take, we get like a Florida Panthers podcaster, a Tampa Bay Lightning, a Buffalo Sabres, and a Detroit Red Wings. That's just four. So it's, and ask them, talk about what their division was like last year and uh, looking forward to coming back to the Atlantic if that's what happens. That might be, I think that would be interesting. That would be a really interesting episode. Yeah, if if the Ottawa Senators and everybody goes back to the Atlantic Division, this could be an idea that we could definitely look into. And we, you and I definitely have talked about this. Like, we've, ta- we've discussed, we understand the amount of work that goes into it. We know that it was very, very time-consuming to put together and write and record and everything. But we, looking back, we really liked it. We really loved okay. doing them. We like talking to these people and you never know, right? If, if the Atlantic division comes back together, you know what? This could be an opportunity. We could talk to other podcasters, other bloggers from the other teams in the division and go from there. Cause nothing's set in stone with that episode yet. So, you know, you never know, right? We're always open to be not translucent. What's the word I want to use here? Uh, well, I think it's just, we want to be like, ever changing, I guess. Yeah, like, just keep, be open to opportunity, basically. Exactly. And, you know, even thinking now, like, I've got people in mind for Toronto, and I've got people in mind for Montreal. One in particular for Buffalo. I don't know if she would do it, but we could always find out later on. But we'll leave that for another time, Tim. So, we've got to move on, and we've got to talk about our upcoming season Season five, because and I th- it's such going to be, it's going to be one of these seasons that is a mind boggling, but be surreal. Cause I don't think any, either one of us could have imagined we would be saying the words season five of the third eye plug sense cast. Yeah. Well, it's funny because at the same time, it makes me realize that I've lived in Calgary for five years now. And that's just another thing that's so surreal. I've been at my current job for five, well, okay, current place of work, I've gone through different type, like four different titles in five years, but it's surreal for sure. Just looking at, looking at life and just realize that we've been doing cool things for five years now. Eh? Yeah. Like it's so surreal. It just seems like yesterday that I messaged you when did I message you? It was like in the spring, spring of 2017. I messaged you and I just said, Hey, listen, I have this idea for a podcast. Maybe you should, if you want to do it. And honestly, I was not expecting you to message back and be like, sure, let's do it. I was expecting a, eh, kind of a meh or kind of a, just no response. But you know, but you know what? You said yes. And here we are four, almost five years after the fact, man. Like this is unbelievable to think about. Yeah, 
do it because like look at all the stuff we like we're going to talk about the stuff that we've done just this year here but uh looking back at all the crazy stuff we've done especially in the last three years has been it's been amazing it is and i mean it, when you look back if somebody was to tell you they would go to you see hey tim in three years you're going to talk to ian mendez jamie mclennan alex marchant stuntman stew Bruce Firestone. Like, you're going to talk to people who are, A, involved with the team, but you're also talking to somebody who founded the team. Yeah. Or someone who's been into legendary NHL moments like Ron Tugman. Absolutely. Like, holy crap. It's true. And obviously, like I said, we'll talk about those kind of moments here in a few minutes. But Season 5, I do want to talk a little bit about it because, you know... It's not only our fifth season of podcasting, but the 2021-22 NHL season. And now this is also something that's going to be mind-boggling to say. This will be the 30th season for the Ottawa Senators. And for this show, I am working on something in honor of the Sens' 30th season and our fifth season. I can't specifically say right now what's going to be happening. It'll be up before the season. Anyway, it'll be done. It'll be ready to go. And I... I legit can't wait for everybody to hear it. It's going to be amazing. And some stuff for season five, because we always say like, what kind of goals do we want to set for season five? And there is a few ideas that you and I have definitely talked about, and we won't specifically go into them right now, but we do have some seasons for some ideas for season five that we want to try and implement. We want to try and push forward, see if we can actually do it because the ideas that we've been talking about are really cool. And I think our listeners would really appreciate it. I find a lot of our best ideas are ones that we kind of just come up with on the fly, but then, uh, like, at first they don't work, but then, like, we kind of retool them a bit, and then eventually they they start rounding into form. Like, I think Redraft has definitely been one of the ones that... It took us it took us two kicks at that camp. Pretty because much. the first one, I don't think we really... We didn't have an idea of what, how we really wanted to do it. It, really, yeah. it was just, we just reorganized the teams... And we just leave the draft order, like who is picked. Yeah. And you were, if you go back and listen to that 93 redraft, you're just like, there's no way the Ottawa Senators would take Chris Grattente. They would take Paul Correa with that pick. And I'm just like, but Tim, I'm just saying like, this is what, <laughs> this is the players that were drafted. Yeah. So it's like, we definitely had two different ideas. Yeah, and I think that you and I never were really on the same page of the first one. But I think as time went on, and you said that we retooled, we kept looking at it, and we did some really cool ones. Like, obviously, the 84 draft, that was really fun. The 91 draft was really fun to look at. The 2003 draft was really fun to look at. And obviously, like, we've talked about other drafts. We've talked about 2005. We talked about, I think at one time, we talked about 2015 even. But I think I, we mentioned it when we were just looking at what was the Sens' best draft, draft class. Yeah. That was a fun one, by the way. Yes, it was. Yeah, I think the 2015 draft class could be one that maybe in the future, maybe we might look at for a redraft episode, but currently it's only been six years since that yeah. happened. So really that not enough time has passed yet for us to really... 2010 redraft would be fun. Sorry, yeah, 2010, the Hall-Sagan draft. Yep, I like to think there's an all like I said, I think there's an alternative universe where the Bruins take Tyler. No, sorry, the Oilers take Tyler Sagan first overall, and then they later traded for Taylor Hall like ten years after the fact. That would be a fun, 
that would be a fun universe. Um, another good one is, does Glenn say they're not just go completely off the table and take Dylan McGillareth? What the hell is that? I don't know. It was like the 03 draft with the Rangers. Like, they took this guy who was like this, just this giant brute, and he never developed. And I think we even said that in the episode, too. It was like, what the fuck were the Rangers thinking? Because they still had, I think, who the fuck was still on the board? Not Jeff Carter. Uh, it was like Corey Perry, Mike Richards, Ryan Getzloff was still on the board. Shea Weber was still on the board. It's just like, why? <laughs> Say there, please. <laughs> we get it. You can do whatever you want. I know. Please. I mean, how can you trust a man that says, hey, you know who's worth $9 million per year? Bobby Hill Leak. <laughs> I have to say, is the Bobby Hill Leak contract the Jeff Skinner contract from 20 years ago? It might be. That's pretty much all it is, right? I'm tr- but thinking of like other episodes we could do that would be interesting is if we have time, another trade tree would be fun. Mm-hmm. And... You know what? I will honestly look, and I'll show you my share screen right now, Tim, because I already have one done. I'll show you right now. Without saying who. Oh, that's a beaut. Yeah. That is one that you and I legit was going to do originally. Mm -hmm. It just never came to be, right? Oh, God. Like, look at all the. They show up multiple times. Yeah. That's just that one player's trade tree. Imagine the other one. Yeah. No, oh, God, there's there's names on those lists. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know what? You know what? Someday we might get to that, tra- that uh, trade tree. I think that'd be a good one. Uh, the hard thing with the Senators is just the red and trade tree did catch Jason Spezza. And Chara. And Chara, so it's like a lot of the a lot of the big senators trades were definitely part of that one tree, which is really funny. It is. Yeah, that's so true. Like there's there's very few trades in our history that really the trade tree goes so far. Yeah. yeah. So I can't think of another one. Oh my god, I can't even think of one. Who who would be a good one? Uh well, I think this one we're talking about, honestly, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's related somehow to the FNUF trade. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it would be. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, of course it is, dude. Yeah. It's directly related to the FNUF trade. Yeah. So, yeah, it would that be. That was a... a funny trade. It would be. So, let's move on, Tim. Let's start talking about season four as a whole. Because, and honestly, we talked about this earlier in the episode, like, with the condensed schedule, how insane is it that we did 20 episodes in 18 weeks? The hard thing was, was uh, cutting out time to watch most of the games. Because I think I only end up missing about five. That was a lot of hockey. It was. And I think that you and I coming into the season, like, we we knew. We knew this was going to be a long season. 56 games in 18 weeks. We knew, okay, full steam ahead. Like, we're going to have a, a bunch of back-to-backs, which we ended up losing all of them, if I'm not mistaken. But 
You know, the fact is that we did 18 main episodes and two interviews. Like, that's outstanding. And it's true. And, you know, and you can look at other sense podcasts. And I don't want to go on record and say, oh, we're the hardest working podcast out there with the sense. But when it comes to content, I think we're definitely the podcast that consistently puts up all the time. I don't know. I, you know, I don't pay enough attention to the space, right? It's true. But you know what? It, you could look at other shows like... Sense call-offs, locked on sense. You look at some of the other podcasts, and they might do an episode every couple of weeks, potentially maybe even once a week, depending on the show. But when you look at our body of work, where you not some weeks you get two episodes instead of just one, it's amazing. Mm. Now I did cherry pick some episodes, and we're gonna talk about them because honestly, like I said, like there was quite quite a number of episodes that we did this. This off or not this off season, but this season that we really need to talk about. And let's start off at the beginning, season four, episode one, the Monday Night Sends cast edition. We had a very special guest join us once again, and that of course was former interview guest Jamie McLennan, who joined us to talk about his former teammate, the late Pavel Dimitra. This was a guy that, as soon as season four was coming closer and closer and closer and we knew that Pavel Dimitri was going to be the cover athlete having Jamie on was the first thought I had in my head and I messaged you like I'm going to reach out to him see if he'll come on yeah and it was an awesome episode because uh, I think that's probably and it's definitely an episode that if you haven't given a chance to listen to listen to that part because I think that is probably the first cover athlete I think we did complete justice to. Because we got someone who could speak to the man. It's true. Because honestly, with our other our other our other cover athletes, honestly, we didn't have anybody on the show who either played with them, knew them personally, covered them. So it was great. And you're absolutely right. Noodles was the first person that I thought like Noodles was the first guy, but Pavel was the first guy we totally did justice to. Because you're right, we had the guy on the show who played with him, he knew him. And the fact is we got story time with Jamie <laughs> was so good. And you know the funny thing is, Tim, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the, on the show. I've talked with you about this. Noodles talked about the Slovakian mafia and doing shots of uh, Slivica. Yes. I found that. I found Slivica on Google. It, it does. It looks like just pure gasoline. Oh, no. I've never tried it. And I remember because I sent you the screenshot. But look, it exists. And you're like, please tell me you didn't buy it. I'm like, no. If it came in like a Mickey, like a Mickey container, absolutely. I would have purchased it just to try it. But when he was talking about, yeah, it tastes like licorice. And I was reading the direct, like not the direction, but the ingredients. And yeah, it was like plums and all kinds of really like citrusy fruits. And I was like, yep, I would hundred percent believe that would taste like licorice and that would totally black out. Yeah. Cause I, was, I remember, uh, trying like the absinthe that has the wormwood in it. And that shit was wild. Have you ever tried like real moonshine? Like something that a hick made in his backyard. Yep. Uh, I know my buddy in residence made, liquor out of a still in his dorm room once that's close as i've come i've actually legit tried real moonshine it is 
Oh. Yeah, when you're chasing it with a beer, it's just like, holy crap. Like, it legit, it's like burning a hole in your chest cavity when you drink it. Because you're supposed to, you're supposed to like, I don't know, exhale or inhale out when you do it. And I just took it like a normal shot, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. <coughs> fuck me. Well, it reminds me, like, first time, like, I went out with uh, some coworkers at the bank and we went to uh, the Highlander Pub down on Rito and they're known for having a fairly wide uh, whiskey selection and I remember telling my boss like man this place is way stoppy I just don't this just tastes like burning all the same just like Ralph Wiggum eating the purple berries pretty much so while Noodles was a great person to get on the podcast one interview that was unexpected and honestly really unplanned because we did not plan for him to come on was our interview with former Ottawa Senators goaltender, Ron Tugnut. Yeah, I'm still a little amazed that you got that. So am I. That's an interview that, and I think I can share with the listeners, like I had reached out to a few guys who used to play for the Sens on Twitter and just, just to th- put some feelers out there, see what we can do for our fourth season. Because I was like, I kind of want to go after a former Senator. It didn't matter who. It could have been a fucking seventh defenseman. I would have been like, over the moon. No, obviously there was a few guys specifically I reached out to. Like, I'd reached out to Ron Tugnut. I saw him on Twitter. Another guy, which I've never revealed here, was Wade Redden. Really? I reached out to Redden, never got a response. But for whatever reason, Tugger responded, and he slid in my DMs, and I'm looking at the thing going, no way. No, no, come on. This is totally not real. Like, he's, he's pulling my leg. And yeah, like I shot him an email and we were emailing back and forth and we nailed down that time. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, and then there's definitely some other former senators that we contacted and they've contacted back. So uh, we're hoping to see what that where that comes out as well. Yeah, other than that, no, the interview itself was awesome. And uh, it was really cool getting into the head of a goalie who played six overtimes. Yeah, that was really, really cool. And the fact is that Ron went through a lot of the teams that he played for, right? Like, he talked quite extensively about his time in Columbus. He talked about playing in Anaheim. Obviously, he talked about playing in Ottawa. He played with the Quebec Nordique. He talked about that. It was really cool to get those stories. And I think, obviously, the elephant in the room when it came to that interview was the audio itself. Nothing we, we could have done of that. That wasn't on Ron's end. Because he even said in the email, he says, I don't know if you guys want to do this over Zoom or you want to do it over the phone because his internet connection was kind of shaky. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll take the chance and we'll do it over Zoom. That was the first time we actually did it over a podcast over Zoom too, eh? Because uh, up until that point, no. we were doing it over Skype. No, we did, uh, we did one or two things well, over did we Zoom. Did do some practice ones over Skype just straight Zoom to make sure? Because up until that point, we were doing it over Skype. Funny enough, I think the first one we did over Zoom was actually in our season preview show for the Vancouver Canucks. Right. It was Braden Ursel. Right, right, right. This was the first time we had to pay for Zoom. That was the difference. Yeah. But I think the funny thing, kind of like if we can break kayfabe here, Tim, I think one of the funny things about it is that Tim, not Tim, Ron had to use probably, he had to try to use two laptops to try and get Zoom running. 
between that between that and the Skype snafu with stuntman's I was gonna say, oh my god, that was so funny. And just like as soon as he answered the phone after, hey guys, how's it going? You know, I was gonna say, I am so fucking sick of Skype. The fact he went on like a 30 second rant and you and I were sitting here laughing. We're just like, this is not real. Like, we sh- why are we not recording this? I don't know, man. Well, it's like I used to have, like, uh, one of my old jobs, I was a spokes, like a salesperson uh, and demo type person for Microsoft at UVic. So it's just like, there's this old part of me that would come out and try to defend Skype, but not today. <laughs> I think as you you and I were just laughing so hard, we're just like, this is this is fucking amazing. Jesus. But no, the Tug Dead interview was fantastic. Yeah, it was an interview that was very surreal. Definitely because like I grew up watching Ron playing in the NHL, so for me just to get talking with an ex NHLer is just surreal. Cause here's a guy who played in the pros and now he's on our podcast. That's fucking cool. So one of the cool things we actually got to do last season, Tim, was that we got to debut the Third Line Plug Smackdown Edition. And this was an episode that obviously replaced Third Line Plug Nitro because we didn't play the Flyers at all that last season. This is one that I was kind of debating like when we when I first introduced the wrestling-themed episodes into the sh- series is that I really kind of wanted to do smackdown for when we play the leafs in toronto kind of like that no that'd be kind of cool because you know wwe does raw and they do smackdown so i thought that'd be kind of cool smackdown i thought the intro came out really cool i really liked the episode and the fact is that not only was that the debut edition of that that was the episode directly coming after coming back from five one down that was such a good event I can't believe that game happened. I know. It was so great, man. So good. So we got a couple more things we need to talk about. Now, one of the things that we always love doing here in the program is we always like getting a co-host for our first and second half recaps. Excuse me. For our first half recap, and I actually wanted to try somebody new because, you know, like we, I didn't want to exactly just go back to the well and, find somebody that we already had on, bring them on, whatever. So I went out and I found Jackson Schwamm from New Era Sends. He was our co-host for that episode. He's He was on the first half recap. And he's also a fellow Vancouver Islander. So I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. No, and it, it was a good episode. It really was. I love the fact that even in like the first couple of minutes, we recognized that he had a Senegoth jersey in the background. It was like the first first thing I noticed. I was like, is that the Senegoth jersey? First thing I noticed too. I was just like, yo, is that the Senegoth? Yeah, and then it was just like the small world factor because, uh, yeah, because he was also at UVic for psychology. And I think he, he lives around where I, one of the places I used to live when I lived off campus when I was going to UVic too. So it was just small, small world. Yeah, because he lives over by Hillside. Yeah, it was Hillside, Hillside, south of Hillside on sh- near Shelburne, if I remember correctly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not too, too far away then. Yeah, because I, I used to live in that area as well. Yeah, you can just take a bus straight to Uvic from there. 
Yeah, it's true. Like my dad legit lives like three minutes away from Uvic over in Gordon Head, so I know that area pretty well. And it was just it was such a cool episode. That episode too was one that was great because we got to pick his brain a little bit about how he became a Sens fan, especially from a guy being on Vancouver Island, because there's not many of us out here. There's a few of us. There's literally dozens. Yeah, but we're out here. It's great. But I really enjoyed yeah. having him on. And you know what? Maybe in season five, if we're looking for another co-host, maybe we might bring him back. You never know. Yeah. Well, I think the coolest thing about like him becoming a Sense fan is it's we're starting to see second generation Sense fans, which is incredible. When we were growing up, the Sense, I think you are older than the Senators. I am. Well, so, so, are, like you, a, so are you. You were born in yeah. August. I was born in August, but I was like, like, that's kind of the fact of the matter is that for our generation, yeah, there are no second generation Sens fans, but uh, now I think that a core is built and spreading. We're going to see more Sens fans uh, as time goes on and uh, yeah, 30, 30 years of sometimes good, sometimes bad, but you can never hate the Ottawa Senators hockey. Well, I mean, in fairness, we haven't blown any 5-1 leads, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. So we're actually going to talk about another interview we got to do this season, Tim. And one of the cool things about this is that I don't think we worked as hard and as long as we did to try and nail somebody down. And that, of course, is former Sens social media guy and now producer for the Wally and the Thought Show, Craig Madaglia. Because like I said, this is a guy that we worked for almost a year to try and get him. Well, he just had such a weird schedule over the last year, right? Between uh, leaving the Senators, starting this podcast, and uh, his own per- like his own personal needs as well. So when we finally got it all set up, it was awesome. And man, that interview was fun. It was. It was such a fun interview. And it was an interview where I, I don't want to say that's when Craig really really knew how much the fans cared about him because now you got two fans telling him hey listen like we really appreciate what you did with this team we really appreciate the content you produced for us but i think it was really cool for him to know that but also getting to talk with him for about half an hour after we recorded and that was great and he was just like hey do you guys want to know know anything about the sense when he says uh yeah, we were just kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe. He says, all right, come on. He's like, all right, how about this, 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 and this? And he's just like, he just told us. Yeah. Well, I still think the coolest thing that I think we got on record was, uh, did the Dave Cameron comment, was that all the actual episode? Which which comment? Uh, he can, uh, if, it's, if it wasn't on the actual episode, delete this. I've one day, one day further from getting fired. Yes. That was on the episode? Yes, and funny enough, Dave Cameron on the Wall of My Thought show this week. Nice. Well, it was just so funny because that comic kind of stuck in my head because it's like, yeah, that, the whole rationale behind it makes sense, but it's like, Dave, a pearl of Dave Cameron wisdom was not what I was expecting to get from the Craig McDagley interview. And <laughs> I love that. Like, just a bunch of surprises like that came out of there thing we need to talk about for season four and obviously it was our season four finale from last week where we got to have Canuck from the Sens call-ups join us 
for our recap and the games. I was really happy how it turned out. And I think for myself, being a listener of the Sense call-ups, having Kanaka on was different than when we had Pan on. Because when Pan came on a couple of years ago, we were still a very young podcast, and that was so surreal, having somebody who inspired me to want to do this, and we get to talk with him. Two years later, when Kanak comes on, I think as we had grown, we had matured enough, and we're just like, oh yeah, this is one of the guys from the Suns Call-Ups. And it was and we got a really good episode out of it. It was. And and Kanak was great. Like Kanak was just such a great guy to have on. We got to talk with him again for another half hour after the episode ended. The one thing, and I do want to comment right now, because I don't think we mentioned this on the episode. This is the one sad thing about this not being a video podcast is because there was a there was a certain part in the episode which nobody could see other than you, Kanak and myself was that we were talking and Chelsea walked behind you, kind of looked at the camera and waved to Kanak, and Kanak waved back. <laughs> that was really good. It was just such a such an odd thing. It's just like, when someone uh, not in the meeting waves, just like, I've had that happen at work meetings, you're just like, oh. <laughs> oh, like a kid walks in the room or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I've done it once. To Chelsea. You're just like, hey. Oh, no. Oh, that was so great. Honestly, I was very happy how that episode turned out. And he really gave us a lot of insight in how the Sense College came about, how he became a Sense fan. And that was really cool. And like I said, like it was really surreal having Pan on. It was more of... Okay, this is pretty cool that we get to have Kanak on here as well. Mm. Yeah, I get you. Also, we broke the kayfabe a little. We learned the name. We did. <laughs> and it was funny. Like, he was just talking and he just like, yeah, I just realized I've been sitting here for an hour and a half talking to you. And oh, yeah, by, my way, by the name, my name is insert here. And you were just like, cool. And he told us what he does for a living. And we were just talking. I think his daughter, like, was in the background, too. And she walked away. She's just like, kind of looked and kind of just kept walking. Yeah. We definitely got, we definitely got a look. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a look of, what the hell's going on here? Who's dad talking to? (laughs) A fate to doom us all. Very, very much so. Well, Tim, I guess that wraps up our Season 4 retrospective. Now, before we go into the close, I know you and I were talking a little bit before we hit record on this segment. I Because th- we were talking about the Calgary Stampede. I think we need to talk about the Giant Pickle. Oh, God. Okay. The Pickle Dog. Yes, the Giant Pickle Dog. Because there was some stuff we were talking about that <laughs> you and I totally forgot about until... We just started going off like, hey, remember when this happened? Remember when that happened? Remember when those English guys walked away? They wanted to hold their table? Yeah, and we're just like, I guess? And then we, we're like, oh, yeah, French fries would be really good right now. We've, we've, we've imbibed enough that this would be a thing. And then we're just packing a chip shows up because it's like, oh, well, English-style chips. I'm like, okay. It's a fucking bag of chips. No, if it was English-style, it'd be called crisps. Come on. But I was just like, that's... That's not what I was expecting. It wasn't. Remember? Because on the menu, 
I'm reading chips. And it was like English style chips. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I've, I've been to England. I know that chips are what they call French fries and whatever. That makes sense. But yeah, when the waitress came back and she had a couple of beers and she puts a bag of chips in front of us and we're just like, okay, I, maybe she just made a mistake and just kind of left it. Because we didn't touch it, remember, for like five yeah. to ten minutes. And we kept drinking our beer. And I, I think I kind of realized, I'm like, hey, you know, that bag of chips has been sitting here for quite a while, Tim. I was like, oh, God. I'm not going to lie, I'm surprised that we didn't just stop somewhere on the way back to my apartment to grab like fries or some shit. Oh my god, I know. My main image of that weekend really was the fact that my diet for three days was a combination of fried food, sugar, and alcohol. We found those goddamn bitty donuts, though. Yes, we did. It was like the literally off the last thing we did. Like yes. On the way out the door, Chelsea's like, I think that's the bitty donuts, Dan. Oh shit! Let's do it. Part of me is tempted to go back and listen to uh, that shooting the shit episode because, yeah. like, we were so because, like, the thing we're talking about about holding that table had just happened. Literally an hour later, we were recording. Yep, it was I so know. good. Yeah, I was like, just looking at some of those things. It was just like. Yeah, there, there's four episodes there that we just bagged off in two days. In two days, and I remember we were talking with uh, the Maple Sheriff Shots guys later that towards year. the beginning of this next season. And actually, that did I did we ever mention that we had to delay that interview by two weeks because I went to Tokyo? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about. It. You know what? I, the funny thing about those episodes we did in Calgary. Remember our free agency episode that we did. And I was sitting in that chair that was lit, like four inches off the ground. And I'm like, I'm, and I'm a big guy. I'm trying to get up off this fucking seat. Because I wanted to get a, I think I was going to get up and get, grab a beer in the middle of the episode. Because I was, I was finished. I'm like, ah, shit. Okay, Tim, just just keep rolling. And you and you start laughing. And you can hear me get up and walk into the kitchen, open the fridge door. And you're just like, yeah, so this player, you know, yada, yada. And all you hear is, Tim, you want anything? What? Do you want anything? No, I'm good. Okay. Close the door. Is that in the episode? Yes, I never caught it. It was, it was so funny, and I was sitting there editing it later on, just laughing. I'm like, that is hilarious. It's like the only thing I can think of is I remember drinking the crab juice. I don't think I kept the bottle of the crab juice, but I just had the photos of it. What was in the crab juice? Do you remember? Uh, it was a spark. It was Safeway. Sorry, Compliments brand. Either starry or cherry or strawberry salt. No, watermelon seltzer. Okay. That we put uh, red food coloring in to make it like that gross pink color <laughs> that I assumed the crab juice was. Yeah, so you come to the house and we've got Mountain Dew and crab juice. And I'm just like, I'll take a crab juice. No, actually, I, took a, I think I took a Mountain Dew if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I think I just had the, I had the 12. The fridge. Well, the best part is... We're whiffing on all of the free agent signings. Yep. And every time both of us screws up, you could just hear Chelsea going like, yeah. <laughs> and we're looking over. And the funny thing is about when we're recording those, and I'm sitting here and I could see Chelsea out of the corner of my eye, like, whoop, whoop. Yeah, she's just fist bumping in the air. And she's so excited. She knows she's going to win. And I think it, I 
you might have to go back and listen to it. I think there's a part of the episode where like, Chelsea, will you stop celebrating over there? <laughs> you haven't won yet. I know. Well, I'll tell you, she wouldn't have been doing that three days later if she had woken up with me in the bathroom going, Oh, God, why? Oh, so funny because Ch- I'm sad we didn't get the shot of us like buying Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. It would have essentially been Chelsea in a shopping cart just with two balls up her face and I was just giving the thumbs down. We always go so over on those free agency episodes. I know. It's going to be fun this season when we, if if and when we end up doing it because Chelsea's going to be the moderator. Yeah, because we're going to have... It's going to be a flat cap world. Yep. I can't believe we live in a world where Alexander Ovechkin is now an unrestricted free agent, though. That means the DiPietro contract's over, too. Two more or years. Does this, did, pardon? Two more years. Two more... 2023. Mike Bilber's legacy lives on. So true, man. So true. So, Tim, do you have any more comments you want to make on this episode before we close out our Season 4 retrospective? We had a hell of a season. We did. We're very appreciative and we're really grateful that you guys listen to these episodes and you guys like the episodes. Obviously, shout-outs given to Adam. He's always been a bod. To SoCal Nick, who gave us a shout-out on the Down with the Sickness intro that we did. Shout-out to McKinnon for recommending me the type of weed whacker I should buy. It is sitting in my garage. boy, Tim. boy. And all the fantastic people we've been able to work with this, uh, this uh, season. So, like... As we mentioned, Jack, like Jackson, Canuck, Craig, uh, Ron Tugnut, Ron Tugnut, Noodles. It's been fantastic, and uh, this season would not be to the same caliber without all of them helping out. And uh, to everyone who came on to our season, like our season premiere, thank you so much. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I hope you've enjoyed it because believe me, Tim and I. Love recording it for you. We're on the National Podcast Network. You find our page on nationalpodcast.network and you find our links to iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We're also on Twitter at Third Lane Plug is our Twitter channel. Tim is at M901 Honey Badger. I'm at Great White Gipster, GR8 WYTE Gipster. If you want to shoot us an email to talk about our season four retrospective, choose an email at thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. Well, Tim, with that being said, we will be back next week for our NHL playoffs on third line plug episode where we look at the first round recap and second round predictions. It's going to be a good time. Until next week, guys. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this has been Tim Jensen. Go Sens, guys. <laughs>